Welcome to the World of Wellness Center podcast. I'm your host, Megan Zucram. As an exercise physiologist, I specialize in health and fitness programming for special populations. Over the years working with clients, I have seen that there's so much more to health than just fitness. And there's so much more to fitness than just exercising. So this World of Wellness podcast is dedicated to helping you learn about all things health, fitness, mindset, and motivation so you can transform into the healthiest, happiest, most confident version of yourself. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the World of Wellness Center podcast. Today, we are going to talk about dealing with anxiety and how exercise, breath, and mindfulness all rates relates back to that. So if you've been known to have anxiety, exercise is proven to help with anxiety and depression. Now, I'm not a brain scientist or a mental health professional, but I'm here to relay to you information that I've learned over the years and how the brain works in relation to anxiety and exercise. So one in five Americans over 18 have reported having a chronic anxiety disorder disorder in the past year. And don't worry, I'll link some um, studies in the show notes too as well. And what happens when you have anxiety, it can create changes and kind of spark depression and spark diabetes and also increase our chances of getting a cardiovascular disease because when we have anxiety, we are pumping stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol into the body. And an interesting statistic is that people with anxiety tend to have or be more sedentary than people who don't suffer from anxiety. And I can completely understand this because when we get anxious, our heart rate increases. So when we're already have anxiety and then we go exercise and our heart rate gets up, we can be confused of what's actually happening right here and then it makes us want to avoid it. I used to have a client, I would have her do a couple exercises and we wouldn't be doing much, but she suffered from anxiety and she would have to stop because her heart rate was increasing and she felt like she was going to have a panic attack. So I can completely understand why that thought comes up but through the process of learning to work with our bodies we will be able to tell what is real what's perceived what's true and what's not when it comes to exercise and how that affects with our anxiety so um the funny thing is is that exercise can be just what is needed to help with anxiety. And here's how exercise helps with that. So when we exercise, it the first and foremost is that it brings you out of your head and whatever that we're worried about, it brings us out of our head and into our body. So we're becoming more present. And we'll talk a little bit about this in a minute with mindfulness, but when you are getting in your body, when you're moving weight, when you're going different directions, when you're making sure that you're not hurting yourself, you're not thinking about anything else besides that one task right in front of you. 
when we exercise, it also helps reduce the tension that's in the body. And the body feels good because it's able to perform a job of doing work. I've said this more than once. We are made to move. The body loves to move. It wants to run, jump, play, hike. So when we actually do work with the body, it is feeling happy because it's doing its God-given job. So the other fun thing related with um, how exercise helps your anxiety is that the increase in your heart rate changes your brain chemistry and releases a bunch of different hormones. And we're going to talk specifically about endorphins. Now, I know that you guys have all heard endorphins are the feel-good hormones, but I want to dig a little bit further into endorphins. So endorphins increase your feeling of pleasure and well-being and reduce pain and discomfort. That's why they're called feel-good hormones. So you'll get an endorphin release from having sex, from eating, from from having nice experiences with your friends. And when it specifically comes to food, when we want to feel good, I know that food can become addictive because we are getting that hormone release. We are getting those hormones, that serotonin, our body feels good, and we just want to eat more. And truthfully, all the junk food are designed for you to just keep wanting more and more and more and more. But that it can actually cause harm to our body. And the cool thing about endorphins is that it's our body telling us that, yes, this feels good. I want more of this. And that's why we have those addictive things. Our body wants more. Our body wants us to feel good. And so the cool thing regarding exercise is that once you're done with exercise from the exercise bout, then that feeling of happy, you know, the runner's high that we get lingers for hours after and then the food is bad because we just want more we just want to eat more and more and more and more because it tastes good our bodies feel good until then it's not it's a harmful thing so exercise helps with anxiety because it boosts our good hormones and it decreases the bad hormones like cortisol and adrenaline the other benefits that you get with exercise in this is what helps with anxiety as well, is it improves your confidence. You get, you're empowered because you just accomplished something well. Your gratification, you feel proud. I just did this. I feel good. I'm starting to look good. And all of those things give us clarity and then they give us freedom. And like I said, those effects last for hours. And the other cool thing is that the more that we do it, the longer the effects last. So just over time, those hours that we feel good after exercise turn into days and those days turn into weeks. So exercise is one of the most healthiest ways that we can address and deal with anxiety. And studies have also shown that more exercise, the better. So if we have higher higher perceived anxiety, then more exercise is better to deal with that. And obviously there's a point where, you know, you might be getting too much exercising or overtraining, but generally speaking, if you're getting five to six days of anywhere from 30 to one hour of exercise a day, that's going to be good. So the more we do it, the more activation we also get 
in the amygdala. And the amygdala is the control center of our perceived threat. So if we're getting more activation and that amygdala in our brain, it's going to be able to give us a better idea of what's a real threat and what is an imagined threat. So when it comes to choosing a type of exercise, it can range anywhere from doing yoga, from doing Tai Chi, to um, high intensity weightlifting. But studies have also shown that lifting weights is very beneficial with that stress release, the stress reduction, the anxiety reduction, because you're lifting heavy things and our bodies are designed to do that. And it body likes that stimulation. So the biggest thing when we're looking at exercise is that we're getting out of our heads. We are becoming more present with our body that we call, or the home that we call body. So if we're becoming more aware of our body, we're becoming more present. And the other way that we can do that is by breathing. And there's two types of breathing that I'll talk about here. I'm going to talk about over-breathing and also mindful breathing. And this can be, they're both mindful, but mindful, I'm thinking more of box breathing or like four, seven, eight breathing. So we'll talk about both of those. So when we do over-breathing, which is where you're doing big breaths like, and then you might do a breath hold after that, what happens, especially when we get into that oxygen-deprived part where we're holding our breath and um, stay tuned for some workshops on breathing so that you can do it properly but over breathing especially when we do that breath hold shuts off the thinking brain so our oxygen goes to the mammalian and the reptilian brain which are the deeper levels in our brain where we have our basic functions of the autonomic nervous system and then also our emotions so the last thing it takes the oxygen out of the prefrontal cortex, which is our thinking brain. So our brain goes into, okay, I got to keep myself alive. The thinking brain is not what I need. I need to get these basic functions to keep going. So it sends more of the oxygen to these two different parts of the body. So in that sense, we're becoming more present because we don't have as much oxygen going to the part of our brain that tells us to think. Now, the other thing when we're going looking at mindful breathing, so you can think of this as box breathing, where box breathing is where you have a, you imagine a box and you inhale up the box, you exhale over the box, inhale down the box, exhale over, or you could do it where you inhale up, hold over, exhale down, hold over, inhale up like that. Um, and that helps us become more present because we are shifting our focus to counting, to breathing, and we're just becoming more present and more aware of our body and our breath. So really what it comes down to is reducing anxiety is becoming more present and asking ourselves question, is this real or a perceived threat? And then also becoming aware of the blessings that we have in the current moment in time. So once we can become present, once we can become more mindful, we can move forward calmly and clearly. And I'm not sure if you've heard this, but I've heard this saying where they say depression is worrying about the past and anxiety is about worrying about the future. So if we can just take every day one step at a time, take every moment one step at a time, be aware of our surroundings at any given moment in time, and just be present with what we have, 
approach things calmly, use the tools in our toolbox like breathing or meditation to move forward calmly and clearly, then we can transform our lives and make our lives happier and healthier. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please visit the show notes for more information. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. Have a great day and we will see you next week.